Hey everybody, welcome back to the Black Autumn Coffee Podcast. This is episode three. I'm stoked to be back with you guys, and I wanted to thank you guys for all the support on the previous episodes. You guys are amazing, and I'm stoked that you guys are interested in specialty coffee as much as I am and want to learn more. So I'm excited to drive into some more interesting things and topics to talk to you guys about. So today, we're going to be talking about espresso and espresso theory. I want to deeply apologize real quick about saying that the next episode, this one, would be about music and coffee and how it relates. Um, I had some issues with the copyright, so it didn't get taken down but I'm working on getting something else back up like that but for now we're gonna do a little bit of espresso theory um, so what is espresso theory and what does it have to do like what's the relevance of it in specialty coffee that's kind of what we're gonna to cover today so espresso theory is basically how you brew and tools that you use to brew espresso very simple um, but we're gonna dive into a bit more deep than not just tools and things that you would use to brew espresso but from the step from finding an espresso machine to finding the right coffee, finding a grinder, all of the essentials that needed for home espresso and commercial espresso, we're going to be talking about. And today we're starting with step one, which is finding an espresso machine. Now, I did something a bit different and I wrote up in my little journal here a three pages of stuff that I think are the most important about espresso theory. So we're going to cover that today. Usually I'll just go off free mind. I'll set a little template before and do stuff, but today I thought we'd, we'd do a little bit more research, so I researched a bunch of stuff that we're going to talk about in finding an espresso machine. So if it looks like I'm sitting here reading a script the whole time, I'm kind of reading off my notes that I wrote beforehand. So let's start out here. There's many factors that are critical to the choice in your machine, and we're going to cover the most important factors to consider, because obviously you're going to want to know the most important ones, and there's also some small minor ones that we are going to cover as well that are important to know. So, the first thing to consider, obviously, when looking for an espresso machine is the price. How much are you looking to spend and what are the results that you're looking to get? Because if you're looking to get insane results for $200, there's very limited options that you're going to be able to select from. And you're going to want to know exactly what your price limit is and what you're looking for. So, it's a very important aspect because it obviously will give you the starting point of where to search brand-wise for one. Brands are everything where they're made, what parts they're made with, what kind of material they're made from, is going to affect your costs and how much you're going to be spending. And depending on your price range, there's many brands for every single price point. Now, again, result-wise and quality-wise is going to differ from brand, but it's good to have a starting point of what you want to look for, what price you want, and what brand you're looking for. And there's nothing wrong with having a very low price point. Not too long ago, I had a low price point looking for an espresso machine. I now have a higher one that I'm looking for, but I had a low one and I was looking at several machines. So it, there's nothing wrong with that at all. There's nothing wrong with having a really small, like very low quality machine because we're going to talk about it later, but you can upgrade machines pretty easily. They have a lot of parts you can put on those things. So... You have several options when you're out of that low price range, including my first one that we're going to talk about today, the famed Flare. It's a lever espresso machine. So I'm going to put a picture of it on the screen right here so you guys can look at it. But it basically, you brine coffee into the portafilter, put it in, lock it in, and you're going to have a separate kettle with hot water, and you're going to put it on top, on top of the pucks and basically you're going to literally pull the lever down, which is going to act as the pressure and the regulator and piston and pump, whatever you want to call it, and it'll push the water through at a pressurized rate through that espresso puck and pull your espresso shot. And it is super affordable too. The flare is insanely affordable. The lowest option I researched was 125 US dollars. That's the cheapest option that you can get from flare to get espresso at home, which isn't bad at all. Honestly, it's not. And like I said, it takes a lot more work to prep and to pull a shot. It requires the preheat water before brewing. But for the price, you're getting an amazing manual machine. 
Now, there is one downside to having a flare and having a price point at that. I think you can probably guess it by now. There's no steam on with that. It's a standalone lever espresso machine, no steam wand. So if you're a person that loves drinking just straight double shot of espresso or anything strong, you're going to like the flare without the steam wand because unless you have a secondary steam wand, you might be able to put some in there. But it's mainly meant for the people that just want home espresso at an affordable price. That's it. They don't want any milk drinks. They just want some espresso. Nothing wrong with that at all. That's what I've been looking at recently too. I've been looking at some flares. I mean, and they're not bad at all. They have one that goes up to like $4.99, I believe. Yep. And it's not that bad at all. It's really not. I mean, they're really high quality built machines. And for the price, especially $125 US dollars, that's going to use you some pretty good espresso. Now, let's take a step up from that. The machine that I want to talk about next is $400 US dollars, the Gaggia Classic Pro Espresso Machine. Now, I've looked at this one, and I was actually recommended this one for my first espresso machine. If you look around and you've watched my videos, I don't have an espresso machine, so I never ended up buying it, but I'm in the process of buying one right now, um, not the Gaggia Pro, but there's a lot to uncover going into the Gaggia Classic Pro. The machine by itself, at least from what I've heard, I haven't met anybody that's had one, but I've heard the machine out of the box isn't the best, and obviously it's $400, not going to get the best, but the market offers lots of upgrades for this machine. One part that is offered that is almost critical, I've heard, to these machines is an OPV spring mod kit, which allows you to pull the espresso with commercial machine pressure. So it takes it to nine bars instead of what 14 bars would be, which is what I researched. The stock is 14 bars and this OPV spring rate ring is gonna give you nine bars of pressure, which is usually what you want out of a commercial espresso machine. Uh, and it will greatly, greatly affect your taste in your espresso. You're gonna notice a huge difference going from 14 bars to nine bars. I mean, it is insane. And especially, you're not gonna want really low pressure in your espresso. You're gonna want higher pressure. So the higher pressure that you have, Obviously, you don't want super high pressure where it just shoots right out, but you're going to want like an even right in the middle. I think nine bars in between nine and 12 is your perfect. That's what you're going to get amazing pressure for your espresso. You don't want it to not have a lot of pressure and just not even come out and not even be able to shoot through the espresso, but you don't want something that's going to shoot right through like a pressure washer. You want something right in the middle that are perfectly extract. Like we talked about, the hot water will perfectly interact with that puck, pull the essential tasting and aroma compounds out of it so you can have a really good tasting espresso. And at any price point above that, generally you're going to be in the $1,000 range if you're getting up above that. There's not really anything that I could find that was like good quality in between the $400 and the $1,000 range. Obviously, there's used machines that I would highly recommend checking out on Facebook Marketplace. You can find some Acasos and stuff. Um, and some of those might be in between that range. And these brands are going to be ranging from Rocket to Rancilio to the Ferrari of Espresso La Marzocco. We're going to cover that in just a little bit. But by now, at this point in the process, you've probably set your price point and it's time to search for the actual machine. So now that you got your price point set, you're ready to move on to the next step of choosing your espresso machine. This is the biggest and what I think is the most important step when finding your espresso machine um, and finding the right espresso machine for you and the one that you want for the quality that you want at your home. So this is going to bring you into more of people who already have an espresso machine or might even be looking for an espresso machine. So if you're not that deep into espresso right now and you're kind of like, you have a Breville, then this really isn't for you or you're looking to get a Breville, not really for you. This is one of the people who are like top quality. Um, some of the Brevels are pretty top quality, some of the more expensive ones, but this is for 
especially this step, for people who are getting like Lamazocos or Rockets or Rancilio stuff, it's not all made in the U.S. There's plenty of them that aren't made in the U.S. Lots of them are made somewhere else. Uh, UK, London, Italy, Netherlands, places like that, a lot of these are made. So this is what you want to do. A lot of the ones that are high quality, especially like Lamazoco, obviously aren't made in the U.S. I mean, you don't see any Lamazoco manufacturers in the U.S. They're all handmade somewhere. Um, in Florence, Italy, actually, is where they're made. I researched a little bit and found out Florence, Italy is where Lamazoco's HQ is, where they make most of their machines. Um, so if you think about it, the parts are going to be handmade to order in Italy and then shipped out from Italy. Obviously, if they're making stuff in Italy, it's going to be in Italy. So when you have a part on your machine that breaks, you're going to have to email them to get the part, see how long that's going to take because it's probably back-ordered. And then once it's back-ordered, who knows how long it's going to take to get in. So making sure that your parts are not back-ordered frequently or making sure they're already in stock is very, very, very important. So I want to go on a little bit of a spill here about me trying to find an espresso machine about a month ago. I was looking for an espresso machine. Not going to name the brand because I don't want to hate on them, but I came upon a brand, right? And I emailed them. They just came off a of Kickstarter, just released, looked like a good machine. Email them asking about their parts, seeing how long it's going to take because it's important to know, hey, if this part breaks on my espresso machine, I'm going to have to wait six months to be able to pull espresso again in my house. You might not want to go with that if you're not going to have good part availability. And so I was looking, found a machine, emailed them, hey, what's the part availability like? Um, what, what's my time from when I would order a part? How long would it take to get in? And they told me it would take up to six or seven months to get in. Yeah, how about no? That's ridiculous for an espresso machine. Six to seven months for a part, and these were made in the U.S. too. It's because they had to handcraft it and, and all this stuff that I don't know about. And it's back ordered and shipping. Who knows? But that's how long it was going to take. So you want to be able to make sure whatever you're going with, the brand you're going with has stocked parts and are not back ordered frequently. Because if they're back ordered frequently, you're never going to be able to get your part on time. You're going to have to go to a third party seller or go to somebody that has the part, or you're going to have to wait the six to seven months to get it, which is kind of insane. So it's important that you figure that out. And we're going to go back to an earlier conversation real quick about upgrading the parts on the Gaggio machine. Upgrades are also very important. You want to look at your machine, make sure it's upgradable. Because besides the gaskets and the seals, there's portafilter accessories. You know, bottomless portafilters, dual spout, single spout. There's so many different ones that you could get and just trade out, make it look cool, different handles, all this kind of stuff. Obviously, handles and portafilter, what it looks like, isn't, you know, your most important thing getting an espresso machine that doesn't help functionality at all um, but baskets are what i think are the most important accessory there's these precision baskets now that have like 2000 something holes in the bottom of them so it, it extracts a lot more and it doesn't extract um the holes go all the way out to the edge so it's not like a edge and you can see the metal edge they have. I'll put a picture on the screen because it's hard to explain. But the circles go all the way to the edge. So it's fully extracting from the, all the way to the puck down. And not from the side of the puck to the middle. If that makes any sense. That's probably the most important upgrade that I could think of when I was writing this. Of what you would want to look for. Because portafilters, obviously, you can upgrade it. It can look cool. You can get like a walnut handle or a black handle. Yeah, it looks cool. But it doesn't really affect your espresso. So... I wanted to cover stuff that would affect your espresso. You definitely want to make sure you can get parts for that because if you can't, I mean, there's no point in my opinion in buying a classic, 
classic Gaggia Pro if you can't even get that pump spring kit for it and make it nine bars of pressure. There's no reason. So make sure that you can get some upgrades for it. And making sure that your machine is upgradable, not just for at one point, but for the future. Because if something's gonna go out or something's known to go out, you might wanna go ahead and upgrade it so it doesn't go out on you and you have to wait for a part. It's very vital to the health and the performance of your machine long-term. Long-term, it's gonna really affect your machine. So now it's time to consider the last factor that I think an espresso when considering an espresso machine. Single boiler, dual boiler, or heat exchange. Now, what is the difference between them? Because obviously some of you might not know what the difference between those are. So we're gonna cover it real quick. With a single boiler, you cannot pull a shot and use the steam wand. So you can only use one at a time. It only holds enough water and heats up enough water for one at a time. So if you pull a shot, you're gonna have to wait till the shot's done pulling and then wait for it to heat up again to use the steam wand, which is okay. And that's what you're gonna get at the lower prices. So the Gadget Classic Pro is a single boiler only has one, so you can only do one at a time, which isn't the worst thing in the world, but your espresso is gonna sit there for a second. If you're trying to get milk steam to put into it for like a cappuccino, it's gonna sit there for a little bit, and then you're gonna have to wait for it to heat up. So if you want perfect espresso and milk all the time and have mixed together right in within seconds, you're going to want to make sure you're not getting a single boiler because you won't be able to do that. So what is a heat exchange? Well, it's exactly what the name is, literally what the name is. It's heat that is exchanged from the group head to the steam wand, allowing you to steam and pull a shot at the same time. So it's literally just exchanging heat between each other to keep the heat and be able to use it between both. So you can pull your shot and while your shot's pulling, go ahead and steam your milk. It's just that easy. I think heat exchange is the best to go with because you're not getting into really pricey, that's like the medium range. And because I think it's, I mean, there's no reason to spend that much money on a dull boiler if you can get a heat exchange and it'll do perfectly fine. So what is a dull boiler? Obviously, you probably know by now, dull boilers have one for the group head and one for the steam one. So you can literally steam and pull a shot at the exact same time, have zero worries in the world that nothing's gonna not do anything right now, heat up. Everything will be perfect to be heated up enough to be able to do both. Now, with all these factors in mind that we've thought about, our price point, upgradability, and what we're looking for quality-wise, performance, all that kind of stuff, and even which boiler you're gonna go with, you are ready to finally buy a machine. So, there you go. That's my basics in buying an espresso machine. What you, what you should consider first, now this is the first episode that I am planning on doing in an espresso theory study. We're gonna keep on doing some more stuff in espresso theory because espresso is the future. Everybody's wanting an espresso machine at their home to do stuff, so it is the future. Everybody's wanting to do it, and so I think we should cover it just so everybody knows how to pull good espresso at home. So next episode, we're going to cover even more on espresso theory, and mainly we're going to cover tools that's going to help you pull your espresso shots perfectly, get amazing commercial shop-like espresso at your home. So make sure you tune in for that second episode of Espresso Theory, and make sure you also tune in for that music and coffee episode, because we got some good stuff to talk about for that. I hope you guys enjoyed today's podcast episode. I hope you guys have an amazing day and I'll see you next time.